If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with someone who is uh, new to the podcast and I think also fairly new to the Manitoba music uh, community. Um, you know, once again for this episode, we're going outside the city, which is always always nice because uh, I feel like it, it's often way too Winnipeg-centric just because there are so many artists and so many bands uh, in Winnipeg that it's it's often hard to kind of uh, get out of that bubble and then check out what's happening beyond the perimeter. But I think the best way to start this off is if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what you do as an artist and we can take it from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, my name is Garrison Dell. My, I guess I would say my my solo project name would be Gary Ezra Dell. Um, but but as a band within the local area, it started out as Ezra. So, so I mean, that's yeah. maybe a good place to start. Why, why Ezra? I mean, if your name isn't Ezra, it's an unusual. It's not like me starting a band <laughs> calling it Steve or something, right? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, Ezra is my middle name. Okay, okay, that makes so, sense then, yeah, yeah. So, so I thought, you know, like, when I, uh, when, back in high school, or after high school, when a buddy of mine started a band back in high school, it was, it was just like, like a, a duo band, playing like new metal and okay. death metal kind of stuff, and um, after a while, things just kind of weren't really clicking, you know, like, like my buddy, he was busy venturing off with, with a different career path. And I was starting to get more interested in more pop punk stuff. So then we we ended the band, so to speak. But um, then I started just doing like really weird, like Owl City meets Chevelle type of music. I guess you'd call it on like just making music on GarageBand okay. on my phone. Okay. And um, you know, it was it was fun to do that at the time but but eventually i was thinking to myself at that point that you know i want this to be mine you know like i want my music to solely be from me so i thought using my middle name ezra as the name would would work that yeah, way makes sense. and this is kind of how it that's how it started so that, that that makes complete sense because I was wondering that when I saw that your name wasn't actually Ezra, your first name anyway. I was like, what, why, why, why is he calling this Ezra? But no, it's cool. Um, that that explains a lot. So you're you're in Morden, right? Yes. So what is? I mean, I've I've talked to a few people from Morden and the, the surrounding area over the years. It's a lot of different styles. Mm. Um, nobody doing a pop punk thing though. So what is what is kind of the music scene like there for you and for doing the type of stuff that you that you play? The music scene I've kind of noticed that it's a little bit of a mix between a lot of different. Um, backgrounds and cultures 
you know, like, especially coming from a small area, most of it would probably be like the folk music or, or like, you know, indie music, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Um, and of course, like country gospel and that kind of thing. But I was actually really surprised that there's like a handful of good, like rock and punk bands around this area. Like, like my buddy who, who is the front man of monochromatics, uh, uh, Gustavo Peters, who well, he's, he's been on the show. Yeah. At yeah. one point. Yeah. 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 He's, he's helped me produce my music as well. And, um, he's, he's the best guy to work with. And by the way, just give a big shout out to him and his studio, Manchester studios, best studio in the area. There can't and, be that many um, studios in the area, I guess, too, right? So he probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, not to not to besmirch his abilities, of course, but um. So, like, were you were you always into this pop punk style? Was that always something that's because uh, it seems like one of the styles of music that has 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 lasted? I mean, you know, generation after mm-hmm. generation, you know, going back to even the early '80s, it, it's been a thing, and mm. for some reason, it, it doesn't really change all that much. It does a little bit, but it is kind of like this weird yeah. dinosaur that stayed the same and continues to uh, yeah. like influence younger people every time a new group of teenagers pops up. Yeah, especially if you look at bands at the time that I guess would be considered like pop punk before pop punk was a thing, you know, like um, All. Yeah, sure. For example, that was mentioned in that Tom DeLonge documentary, um, Ernie Ball's Pursuit of Tone. He was talking about All and how like if you take away the more aggressive sound and punk songs that they have and listen to more of like the popular sounding kind of stuff, it's like, oh yeah, I can see where Blake 182 got their origins. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know? <laughs> And and also, like, um, when I was growing up, um, you know, living in a Christian home, it was not like, like, you couldn't listen to this kind of music or that kind of music. You, you know, like, you could, as long as it had, like, a Christian faith-based background, okay, you know, okay. which, isn't, which isn't, like, an impediment because there's a lot of, like, pop punk and metal bands from, from the Christian scene that are really, really heavy. Yeah, that that's really relatable to a major audience. That's a weird thing that yeah. it's like it's kind of. I mean, I, I, as a non-religious person who never was, I was never into that scene because I wasn't religious mm. growing up. But um, right, there were yeah. always like even when I was a teenager playing in punk bands and stuff in the city, there was sort of this parallel scene of Christian hardcore bands and Christian punk bands and Christian ska bands. Yeah. And it was like they, they were every once in a while they'd kind of uh, you know sneak into the bill with with some secular bands and you'd be like, who are these guys? And it turns <laughs> out they had this big fan base. It's just like this weird little yeah. kind of um, like alternate universe of uh, of all these genres mm-hmm. that they have their own it's just like their own crowd and their own sound but it's it's very similar yeah absolutely and and i definitely gravitated towards that especially um a couple of my cousins they grew up playing in a lot of metal bands in within like the local area of where i where i am yeah. and um and you know like at one point my cousin's band at the time uh uh, a metalcore band called Vessels of Veritas. Um, when they w- when they played in Winnipeg a couple times, and there was one time they opened for like two mega big bands within the Christian scene, like Norma Jean and War of Ages. Okay, they opened for, and af- after knowing about that, it's like, what? <laughs> Both of these bands I grew up with. That's so cool, you know. And and in a way, it's it's kind of it's kind of through my cousins playing in bands that kind of wanted me to be a part of that as well. Sure. 
Sure. And so, I mean, I, I guess that's maybe a, another interesting thing, too, is it, it does seem like there's a lot of those um, bands in that sort of parallel Christian punk scene, Christian hardcore metal, all mm. that, uh, coming from rural areas, because I, I feel like a lot of rural areas um, outside of Winnipeg tend to have larger religious populations just in general. It's more more part of the culture, um, and, and that's where a lot of those bands are coming from, from, from all these different cities and towns and villages and communities kind of sprinkled throughout Manitoba. So, that, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially since, um, you know, like punk and metal, you know, it's it is pretty much like a melting pot when it comes to music. You know, like everybody from many different backgrounds, whether you're Christian or or even atheist, vegan, gay, straight, whatever, everyone can enjoy this music together, you know, and that to me is a really good thing. Yes, a really good thing. Well, and maybe that maybe that answers sort of the, the open ended question that I had earlier about why why this type of music still attracts audiences, and I think that might be part of it too. Is that kind of you know if you yeah. you can relate to it regardless of who you are, where you're from, what your beliefs mm-hmm. are. There, there's going to be a punk band that that represents, in most cases anyway, something that you want to hear and something that 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 clicks with you. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, especially especially the guitar. You know, like it is it is a universal instrument that can be told in many different languages, if that makes any sense. It does. It does. For sure. For sure. And there's also, I mean, that kind of just um, the energy of it, too, of punk rock. Right. I mean, that's that's Mm. always sort of something that especially younger people gravitate towards. I mean, you know, yeah, I think that there's not not that it's strictly a young person's genre. There's tons of people who've been doing it for decades and they're still making great music. But but yeah, there's that kind of instant immediate attraction, I think, when you're looking for something that's um, got some aggression and is fast and and in the case of pop punk is catchy and sticks in your head and stuff too. Oh yeah. Ah! 
So, um, yeah. you know, you, you like you said earlier when you, we first started talking about your um, the Ezra project here, you were doing all this stuff yourself, right? All the instruments, you were playing them yourself yeah. on uh, when you were doing it on your uh, on GarageBand. Um, yeah. Has that now expanded into uh, an actual band? Because I saw that you played at the uh, Corn and Apple Festival, which is, I mean, we can talk about yes. that in a minute because that must have been huge. Um, right. <laughs> being from that area too, right? But, I mean, is it now... Mm. Do you have a do you have a, a solid band or is it still mostly just you and you will play with people who are available? Um, it is that right now, you know, like it's still just solely me. But you know, if um, if anyone's available to either fill in for drums or bass and backup vocals, you know, yeah. like then then you know I'm good. But at the same time, it would be nice if I had official band members because that's really hard to find nowadays. Well, and I imagine uh, where you are members. too, right? I mean, that's uh, a <laughs> much smaller population to choose from than if you were in the city, uh, as far as who's available. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, so how did how did that show come together then? Because I mean, like uh, you know, obviously there were big big name bands playing there. Uh, Sloan played. Oh yeah. and Crush. Um, but there were smaller stages yeah. and stuff too, and a lot of local artists playing. Mm-hmm. How did how did you get involved in, and how did you get a band together for that show? Well, um, how it all came together. Um, one of my friends who was one of the who's one of the organizers of the youth stage um i contacted him wondering if wondering if there was a spot open and he said and he said yeah so so then so then i called up one of my cousins who i mentioned was in a band yeah back back in those days and i asked him if he would be available to drum with me and he said yeah absolutely and then i was really struggling to find a bass player and then I was talking to my buddy Goose about that, and and he he introduced me to a uh, high school buddy of his who plays bass. Oh, cool! And he's like, "What about this guy? He plays bass, and he's really good at it." So, so then I was like, "Oh, cool! I'll I'll check him out." Yeah. And that was the best decision ever made because like we both like clicked instantly, you know. Especially since we covered like old Blink One Eighty Two, like from from their like Buddha. Okay days and and dude ranch days he loves those songs i love those songs and we just clicked immediately you know well that's a big uh a big setting uh to be playing for the first time with those guys too i mean just the amount of people who come to that thing every year what was the reaction like what what kind of reception did you get from the the people there the reaction um i would say a little bit mixed you know like you know, like and there were some people's faces that was like, you know, but then, but then there was there was a whole lot more people bobbing their heads to it. So like we didn't get a mosh pit going. Yeah, you know, it's not really that kind of. It's not that crowd. Stage. Yeah, yeah. It's not that kind of crowd, but you know, still, it was it was a good time. You know, in fact, one of my one of my other friends who's a photographer that was taking photos of us, Sloan was playing the main stage. Yeah. They managed to catch our show. Oh, very cool. They managed to act, they managed to be there and and they actually mentioned us when they were performing on the main stage. That's pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I, I don't know exactly what they said, you know, I, I wasn't like there around the time when when they were performing. I was still hanging around the youth stage because a couple of other bands that are really like playing there too. So so yeah, I I just I just got a message from from my buddy who's who's taking photos of us, and he said, "Dude, Sloan mentioned you on stage," and I'm like, "What? Is my hearing aid?" Yeah, yeah, that's 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 cool. <laughs> Did I hear you right? You know, but 
yeah, it's like, it, yeah, it's like just one step up the ladder, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a few months ago, you, you mailed me a copy of your demo, which was very cool to get. I always mm-hmm. like getting, uh, especially from people I haven't really heard before, too. It's always nice to get a CD in the yeah. mail and deal. Oh, what's this, you know? But um, so what is sort of the plan going forward now? I mean, you have that recorded. That's People have heard that, obviously. Uh, uh, hopefully a few more than just me <laughs> have heard it. And, uh, you know, you've got, I, I've seen you've been posting music online and stuff as well. And so you have stuff out there, yeah. and you're sort of getting your name out, and, and that show, I'm sure, helped. What's sort of the next step for yeah. you? What, what are you hoping to do um, in the near future? In the near future, I definitely want to keep doing this. I I want to take my time with it, you know? I don't want to rush into things completely because, honestly, I don't know what the future lies ahead. All I know is that... Um, all I know is that I want to work hard at what I love to do yeah. so that I can get to where I want to be in the future. You know, because, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Sure, you know, sure. So. Well, well, I, so, I, I guess if, if anything, I want to I want to keep re-recording songs from the demo and maybe add new songs, and I want to start a new pop punk or metalcore project. Okay, that you know something that sounds more along the lines of like a day to remember, chunk no captain chunk, you know, like easy core. Okay, yeah, kind yeah. of music I want to start writing. Yeah, Easy Core was something I, I didn't know, realize it was a genre until a few years ago, and I had a band on. They described yeah. themselves as Easy Core, and I thought they were making it up because it sounds so bizarre. But no, I, 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 I do. Punk and metal core together. Yeah, I do know what it is now. Yeah, yeah. I've had a few bands on that, that, yeah. that do that. Summer vacation! 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 Summ
Fox cars! Big Take over Zonder at the stars! Big Break my ball with the snake! Big Done. But um, so is is I guess like then the the Ezra the project that you you're doing by yourself that's just out of necessity mm-hmm. at this point, right? Because you you have yeah only you and then so you want to take these same songs and yeah. and bring them to another band. Is that sort of the idea? In a way, yes. Yeah. I um um like I mentioned before, I want to re-record the song yeah. some songs from the demo, which which um Goose and I are in the process of doing right now. Cool. Um uh. There's a couple more songs off of it I want to do, and then maybe three or four new songs and make like a much better sounding album. Sure. And then as far as far as like the whole Ezra thing or solo project, maybe that might be it. And then move on to a uh, move on to another project. Unless I have other ideas for just being, you know, a solo project sure i might still keep that going yeah if yeah. you're able to do it i mean i'm sure you probably will still have song mm-hmm. ideas and stuff uh, outside of whatever other band you're doing right so yeah right yeah. yeah you can always have that in your back pocket as a as an ongoing solo project yeah absolutely yeah have you uh, again i know this you, you're kind of uh, still bandless at this point and it's, it's you're doing this all yourself <laughs> but have you is it, like are you wanting to come into winnipeg and potentially play shows with, with whatever project you have uh, down the line Oh yeah, yeah. I would, you know, to be able to play in Winnipeg, where the scene is really jumping, you know, that would be a dream, definitely. Yeah, you know, but see what the future lies ahead. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Have you had much um, opportunity to come to the city and uh, check out some of the scene, the bands we have here? Last year in October, I filled in for drums with with Monochromatics okay. at yeah. the. Uh, uh, at the Bulldog Event Center, sure, is what it's called. Yeah, and there was there was band uh, Winnipeg bands there, like um, Unsilenced, Indigo, and Seventh String. Okay, we didn't stay for the whole show there. We stayed for like one band there, and and that was Unsilenced that played. 
I was really, really impressed with how amazing the scene was in in within the Winnipeg area. So well, and that's yeah. just one. That's just one sort of example of it too, right? I mean, you're seeing just sort of one yeah. facet of it at a relatively small venue compared to some other ones too. So yeah, that's that's cool that you got that mm-hmm. uh, impression of it. Um, at this point, I, th- I think a lot of people hearing this will probably be hearing you for the first time. Uh, what's the best way yeah. to to check out your music now? Like, where would you send someone to check out your music? I know there's so many ways people can listen nowadays. What's sort of the ideal yeah. way, in your opinion, for someone to hear your stuff? Um, I would just say look up Gary Ezra Dell, Gary with two R's, Ezra in like brackets, yeah. and Dell, D O E L L, on Spotify and iTunes. Okay. And do you have the, de- yeah. the de- is the demo what's up there now? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've, I got the demo up there. It's been remastered by Goose. And I've got the re-recorded version of School Sucks, which I, with him, released as a single. Yeah, that was just recently, right? I think I saw you post something with that on online. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was almost a year ago okay, okay. That, that we re-released the re-recorded version of School Sucks. Okay, and is that is that going to be sort of a lead-in to... Um... Like the full pro- full project, or are you just doing the single for now, and then you're gonna see what you guys get? I know you said you were working on other stuff with him, kind of at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I want to release two more singles right now. We're in the process of just finishing um, summer vacation. Um, uh, we were hoping to get a release like like the first day of summer to kind of help it fit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, like it it, it takes time. You know, perfection takes time. So, so I think as a joke, we're going to release it on like the first day of school. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Just to remind kids what they're missing. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And they all yeah, obviously, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. And, and we're also in the middle of starting to work more on one of, one of Goose's favorite songs from, from my demo, uh, Dog Days. Okay. Which he thought was really funny. Do you know when that's coming out? Is there, or is that just to be determined? Um, uh, it's yet to be determined. Cool.
And obviously yeah. people hearing this, you know, uh, you're not playing a lot of shows because again, it's a solo project here, but you know, yeah. this being a podcast, someone could hear it the day it comes out or they could hear it a year from now. Maybe by then you have a band, maybe you're playing a lot of shows by then. What's the best way to find out what you're up to as far as potential, uh, upcoming shows or new music or finding out what's going on in your world? Um, I'm, I'm on Instagram right now as Ezra official 2021. So, so yeah, I think. I think I think maybe you can direct people in yeah, that I'll, sense. I'll you, link to you, that you too. follow me on Insta. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll link to that too for sure. That's the main spot though, eh? The Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And then, like, I, I guess, do you have any um, sort of hopes for the the scene where you are? I mean, are you, are you, is, is it growing? Have you noticed since you've been interested in the music scene in your community? Has it has it been actually like? Have you seen growth? Seen new sounds, new bands, things like that? I've definitely noticed a lot of more local shows not necessarily of like punk or metal but like um of you know like just a blend of things that everybody likes you know i've noticed a lot of that um and yeah it's it's been really good it's it's really good stuff going on over here cool so everybody go down to morton and check out check out the really good (laughs) stuff that's going on awesome yeah absolutely
it's gonna go to waste Cause I have to spend it inside Cause a class teacher tells me I'm late I try to explain but she doesn't listen to me I get a pink slip, tells me take a seat What felt like two hours was two minutes Doing math problems that don't even exist Eventually the bell finally rings My friends and I hurry to our next class The school really yells I found you at last Us to the ground gives us a swirling That's why I think We walk in the class, we're late again The teacher hands us more pink slips, so yeah She doesn't even care what just happened to us An hour later the lunch bell rings I see bread or food in prison, I think We sit down and discuss a plan We're planning to We'll draw a permanent marker on the walls Clog the toilets and drains flood the halls We'll even start a food fight TP all over the outside Skin and scoot all over the inside And rip all our homework to shreds Because we think For class, our moment of truth has come at last When I'm called to do the morning announcements And I say <clears throat> My fellow students and classmates My first announcement is very specific Now is the time that we all Come on!